0: Robots Radio presents
1: Fresh Tomatoes, the movie
0: podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Like I'm
1: really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that, but you you will never stop being a jerk.
0: All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home.
1: Angry white boy. Let's
0: Go! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the only podcast that has the passion of a hot, steamy Spanish romance. That's Simone LaRue. Oh,
1: and that is Chad Ekowitz speaking the
0: truth. My god. My, My god. Goodness. Can anyone do romance that better than the Spaniards? Really, that hot, fiery romance. <laughs>
1: certainly not in cinema
0: (laughs) definitely not that is true although I must say I don't know about you if if you get sort of those vibes but it feels almost red flaggy almost sort of you know very toxic kind of passion you know like the second the passion runs out there is nothing sort of foundational to that relationship I mean
1: that's the thing that they always like try to lean into right it's like Mm -hmm. oh they fight so much but they love each other so much it's like okay (laughs) it's not really how okay sure fine maybe i'm just boring Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that that's the thing is it us who are too boring and just want you know stability
1: conflict (laughs) yeah
0: hate conflict love stability and love communication just oh, you know,
1: love communication oh my
0: god it, there is okay i i take what i said before back there is not spanish is not the the sexiest romance communication is the sexiest romance without a question
1: Look at him. Oh yeah. Look at him. He's got a girlfriend and he's doing his best.
0: You know what? I kinda wanna keep this one. Like I, I I'm I'm pretty tired yeah. of returning them and like, you know, having to wait for the replacement. <laughs> so
1: And also having to like announce on the podcast like hey guys
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not have <laughs> that like, again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's we, we lean too much on that well. So it would be good to just, you know, stick this one out. So let's see what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm rooting for you,
0: kids. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, listen, if any of our podcast listeners have any uh, tips and tricks for a good and healthy relationship, write them in. Tell us on our Discord. Tell us on yeah. our Twitter. Tell us on our Facebook and Instagram. We would love to hear it. Let's hear your most ridiculous, yeah. most sort of unknown um, uh, sort of uh, dating tips. Yes. Yeah. Please do tell us that. Um,
1: How how are you keeping the magic alive?
0: Exactly, exactly. And talking about the magic of theater, which I'm sort of using as a weird segue this time, because, sure. look, I, you know what? I'm feeling lazy today, so fuck it.
1: I'll allow it.
0: Thank you. What uh, two movies are we doing this week, Simone?
1: Oh, we are doing, I think, like, where my first cinematic crushes came from. I feel right, like okay. I say this a lot, but, like, I definitely watched these movies very young and very impressionably.
0: Right, okay. Uh,
1: and that is The Mask of Zorro. And the legend of Zorro, starring Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones at their
0: hottest. Good Lord. Looking back, you know what? Also, I would I would go into, into argue that even Monsieur um, Anthony Hopkins at his hottest. This is a sexy... He was 60
1: when he filmed the first one.
0: That is impressive. That is very yeah. impressive. To do all those yeah. stunts and stuff. Beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. sexy in this too. This is a very And he
1: brought some fire. Yeah. This is these are very sexy movies. Incredibly
0: sexy. These are movies you don't want to be watching with your parents, guys. This is this is Mm-mm. solo viewing. Get you straight in that mood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or with a trusted
0: partner. <laughs> or with a trusted partner. Or even a fiery Spanish tra- tra- partner who is your evil twin sister. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Telemundo.
1: Incest.
0: Yeah, it would not go the way I wanted it to necessarily go, uh-uh. but you know what? That's Telemundo. We'll, we'll follow through. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get straight into it then, Simone. What are you drinking this week?
1: I'm drinking a coffee. Oh. Uh, like I was telling you before we started recording, I ate so much at a friend's house yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, so... Much. I truly, I can't do extra calories today. Like, I haven't even been hungry the whole day. Uh, So wine or beer just, like, is so far out of the realm of possibility. So a nice plain coffee for me. Um, And it's giving me life, frankly.
0: Good. Good. (laughs) After the sort of food coma that you've been in to be revived by coffee, Mm. coffee is a good thing.
1: I got to say I'm not used to it because, as you know, I'm always hungry. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just been weird spending the whole day, like, being like, I should eat and then being like, God, I will die if I eat. (laughs)
0: that's that's i mean it's a new realm for you it's very exciting i can imagine it's a little scary as well but this is how we grow i
1: don't like it it's okay don't like it
0: hey would you so you're saying you would rather be hungry than than Um,
1: it's my normal state i guess (laughs)
0: okay so it's 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 more of just returning to normality than just being hungry
1: yeah exactly exactly okay what are you drinking
0: uh i am back on my bullshit with the elska uh fruit (sighs) ciders it looks so good They are so tasty. And this is the last one in the fridge, and I am very, very excited about it. It tastes incredible. Sicilian lemon. Mm. Mmm. Fruit of the gods.
1: Delightful. Summery. Perfect.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I mean, it's good that you're drinking coffee, because, I mean, we already agreed beforehand that I would go first um, and Mm. and do the first movie of this wonderful uh, duo, and that is The Mask of Zorro.
1: Are you worried about your privacy as you browse online? So are we. That's why we want to offer you a great deal with NordVPN, one of our sponsors. NordVPN is the best VPN if you're looking for peace of mind when you use public Wi-Fi, access personal and work accounts on the road, or if you want to keep your browsing history to your dang self. Currently, you can get a two-year plan with 68% off, so that's online security for $3.71 per month. You can get NordVPN today by following the link below and we'll get a little bit of money if they know that we sent you. So please do use that link. That's NordVPN.
0: Okay, here we go. It is 1821, and Mexico is on the verge of overthrowing the Spanish colonialists in this piece of uh, in this piece of land on the west coast of North America, known as las Los Californias. The Spanish governor Don Rafael Montero, played by Stuart Wilson, sees the end is nigh, but decides in a last-ditch effort to try and kill his mortal enemy Zorro. He arranges for three innocent men to be hanged at a public gathering, knowing that Zorro could not let this happen. Don Montero is correct, and Zorro arrives just before shit starts to go down. Zorro, played by Anthony Hopkins, is able to stop the hanging and carves a Z into Don Montero's neck and warns him never to come back to California. Before the fight is over, however, Zorro takes a wound to his arm. He is also assisted by two young boys during the fight, so to say thank you, he gives them a necklace which is like, uh, like a family heirloom slash the namesake to the Zorro mantle. That night, Zorro, or now as he is out of his disguise, Don Diego de la Vega, is at home with his wife and their newborn baby girl. He is regaling them both with stories of the day's events when Don Montero storms into the room and arrests de la Vega for being Zorro. There is also a bit of history here because Don uh, Montero always loved De La Vega's wife, but his wife chose De La Vega over Montero because Montero is a massive dick. During the tussle, De La Vega's wife is shot and killed. Don Montero orders De La Vega to be locked up and basically kidnaps his daughter to be raised as his own. It is now many, many years later and California is free from the Spanish. We see a man riding through the desert with two, tied up, uh, two men tied up and walking from the back of his cart. These men are Alejandro Morieta, played by Antonio Banderas, and his brother Joaquin Morieta, played by Victor Rivers. They are, these are two boys who, these are the two boys who helped Zorro years ago. Unfortunately, their lives did not turn out great, and they are both common thieves now. Sometime later, Joaquin is murdered by Montero's men, and this sends Alejandro down a drunken and depressive rabbit hole. At the same time that this is going down, Montero has now returned from Spain. He reaches the local jails, uh, he searches the local jails for De La Vega, but cannot recognize him. Somehow, De La Vega escapes and kill uh, and goes to try and kill Montero, but then he sees Elena, his daughter, all grown up now and played by Catherine Zeta Jones. She, of course, has been raised to believe that she is truly Montero's daughter and not De La Vega's. He stops and leaves, wandering the streets, enraged and appalled. He then meets Alejandro and finds out that he is equally ravenous for Montanera's blood. Uh, Seeing the necklace around Alejandro's neck, he realises the connection and agrees to train him to be the next Zorro lots of shenanigans ensue De La Vega and Alejandro train a lot in sword fighting and parkour Alejandro meets Elena and they are so fucking horny for each other which oh gives... my god oh, it's... oh my oh, god the horn is so <laughs> strong between these two
1: Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> needs to calm down we'll get into it but like Elena
0: <laughs> damn uh, so this uh, horny behavior between the two of them gives De La Vega the ick and they also learn that Monta- uh, of Montero's master plan he has come back to California to mine the gold from the land and then use that gold to buy california back from mexico for the spanish empire of course this plan is diabolical because he is using money from the gold which is actually actually mexican gold excavated by mexicans that montanero enslaved to buy back california so some real bezos level shit right there yeah so somehow alejandro hears about this and makes a plan to stop him as you can imagine there is a big final fight, uh, where Montero has set to blow up the mines now that all the necessary gold has been excavated. He is also going to blow up all the miners at the same time because there can be no witnesses left alive. Him, De La Vega, and Elena all team up now, Elena now having learned that she is actually De La Vega's daughter, and they are able to defeat Montero. De La Vega dies, but before doing so, he passes on the mantle of Zorro to Alejandro, and Elena and Alejandro get married and have a child of their own. The end. The
1: end. Chad, what is your cliffhanger? It
0: has to be this one. You would murder three innocent men just to capture me? I would murder a hundred innocent benefit men if killing you.
1: Three men, three cats. A small memento of Mexico. Rafael, to remind you not to return.
0: So cool. He's so cool. And I think that's what makes this movie so wonderful, is there are just, like, the most ridiculously cool completely impractical Mm. fight scenes which just make it whimsical and fun and and that's what i love about this film it's just whimsical yeah
1: it it is it's anthony hopkins at his hopkinsiest Mm -hmm. it's antonio banderas just being so like really good with like his physical comedy Mm -hmm. and like being able to pull off like being very serious and suave and cool and then also like very silly Mm it's it's all of it. it's so it's so great. I love like honestly, this movie was a joy to rewatch. it really
0: really was I it's it's it must be so difficult to do comedy in a second language like mm. for people like um Antonio Banderas, Jackie Chan, yeah even Arnold Schwarzenegger to do comedy in a second language yeah. must be so difficult and yet they slayil it. it they absolutely destroy it every single time mm-hmm. and and it's just beautiful to watch yeah yeah it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the big thing that we both took away from this, and I mean, you messaged me separately for this, is the horniness level in this movie. So so take us through your feelings on the level of horn.
1: <laughs> My favorite is when um uh Elena and Alejandro meet for the first time. He's, like, stealing a horse mm-hmm. or something, and he's, like, uh-huh, got his little... Yes. Homemade mask on, uh-huh. and she just stops and gives him like the horniest look I have ever seen someone give anyone. <laughs> and he's like, just some dude in a mask.
0: Yeah. He's like, Oh shit, yeah,
1: you got me. And she's like, Oh my god, you got me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and she feels so bad about how horny this random thief made her that she goes to confession at like the middle mm-hmm. of the night and immediately tells the priest how horny this guy made her. <laughs>
0: She is everything. She is so good. That first fight scene, as well, it's just like just caked in sexual tension, Uh, and uh, that just like flows right through. And I mean, I don't know. I maybe you know this a bit better than I do. But did Ella, uh, did Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones ever date? I actually don't. Because no,
1: I don't think so. No,
0: I don't think so. But their 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 sort of connection in this movie, Uh, their
1: chemistry. It's so just incredible. Good.
0: Like that dancing scene as well when they dance together. Oh, and then you've got Montero oh, looking over iconic, the balcony. Iconic. Oh my God. Iconic.
1: And also just like the sheer balls on Alejandro that mm-hmm. he's like, I am going to dance with this woman uh-huh. so seductively that her father <laughs> senses it and stops it in the tracks.
0: <laughs> like that is some Spidey sense level shit right there. That is the level of oh, porn that went confidence. through that room. Incredible. Incredible. And can you blame them? Can you blame either of them? In Alejandra's point of view, exactly you've got this beautiful can't. blushing princess oh, bride type so person who's just always looking spectacular and it's just, you know, oh. her bosom is heaving with lust. Her, yeah, her tender like <laughs> under her chin. <laughs> and
1: every time he says anything like remotely witty or clever, mm-hmm. she's just like zeroes in <laughs> on him. She's like, oh
0: oh it's goodness. great goodness
1: that her chest is heaving and you're like oh my god like calm goodness down goodness
0: me go take a cold shower come on now
1: <laughs> yeah. Elena you need some private reflection time <laughs> like you need to calm down before you're in public like this
0: but that's the problem right when you lock your your, your kids up for so long you know and don't let them interact mm. with the other sex they're just gonna turn into these, this ball of horniness <laughs> that the first strange man who decides to come around and steal your horses she's just gonna fall into a puddle of of sexiness for this man.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Girl. Oh, my goodness. Uh, What did we think?
1: I'd be so disappointed in my child. I'd be (laughs) like, okay, you need to reel it in. Like, you can feel what you want to feel, obviously, but, like, come on, the first guy? Yeah,
0: absolutely. But then again, I mean, we're going to let our kids sort of go to to balls and sexy dances like this from, what, like 10? Oh. (laughs) Oh.
1: my ball and sexy dance this
0: is why we need to be better than our parents Simone we need to make every generation (laughs) a little bit better than the one before and so we need to throw sexy balls and dances for our tiny tiny 10 year old children
1: oh Uh, no (laughs) can I also say mm -hmm. like the thing the thing that got me is like a scene that must have happened okay like behind the scenes right is obviously um What's his name? Diego. Also, can we just talk about the very English Anthony Hopkins playing a man named Diego De La Vega? perfect. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Absolutely
0: perfect. (laughs) Didn't even put it on an accent. Didn't even try. Like, at least (laughs) Catherine (laughs) Zeta-Jones, she tried. I'm
1: Anthony Hopkins. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, she tried. Everyone else tried. He was just like, nope. Perfect English for me. That's what I do. That's all I do. So, I'm not going (laughs) to...
1: But what I love is like, so obviously, then he like trains up Antonio Banderas Mm. on like how to be a gentleman and like how to move in these circles Mm. and stuff. And then um, he must have taught Alejandro like how to dance. Like he must have taught him that sexy tango. Yes.
0: Oh my God. That scene is going to be so good.
1: Taught him all the dances so. Like just imagine <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> rehearsing a very sexually intense tango. It'd be so
0: good. Do you think he like wore the beautiful like low cut dress as well, <laughs> and just like y- you know, just really get into character? <laughs> but that yeah. that also begs the question, right? Because Anthony Hopkins Anthony Hopkins does this. His character does this, right? With the full knowledge that. Alejandro will go and dance with his daughter So essentially he's going, right, I want you to go I fuck my daughter to (laughs) shit I just want you to absolutely destroy her Plow her like a well-tilled farm (laughs) Like, he is full on giving his blessing to Alejandro to do this
1: Yeah, very much He's like, this is exactly the dance you must (laughs) do To seduce the fruit of my loins my sweet baby girl
0: (laughs) but then there is that scene afterwards where he gets really annoyed that Alejandro and Elena are like hanging out and stuff it's like no you you told me to do this
1: buddy yeah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) play stupid games win stupid prizes my dude like incredible you could have picked a less hot guy (laughs) as like the dummy to help you enact your revenge (laughs) exactly
0: exactly um so what did we think of the overall plot i mean
1: it's super straightforward like revenge stuff i actually like the more i thought about it and i Mm -hmm. think like for me it became a little clearer in the second movie it's like okay (laughs) it's actually very highly manipulative of anthony hopkins's character he's very single-minded in his quest for revenge and he realizes obviously like he can't be the person to do it so he just finds a patsy Mm -hmm. like he literally he doesn't choose alejandro for like his bravery or his natural skill at fighting or anything he's just like you are drunk and dumb and very angry and that will suit my purposes Mm -hmm. perfectly yeah and like throughout the movie there's not any real actual like bonding between them like you can tell that alejandro is like grateful to him but
0: like that's where it kind of ends
1: yeah that's kind of it and then Anthony hopkins is like very weird about like oh like this is what the mask of zara stands for and Uh, Antonio Banderas is like, cool, man, but, like, let's not pretend your motives are pure right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Both of them are just kind of just wanting to kill uh, Montero. Like, no one actually wants to protect Spain. Uh, Sorry, not Spain, California. They're just, they're after this one guy, and that's very clear because... It's
1: convenient that, like, by killing this guy, they happen to do California a favor. Yeah.
0: Like, it would have been really good to see a scene where, you know, uh, sort of like in Hercules, where where Phil takes Hercules to Athens to go and, like, do, like, a minor yeah. savior job. Yeah. If, like, exactly. you know, Diego took Alejandra out for, like, a test yeah. run, that would have been really, really cool to see. And, like, see them bonding over, sort of, like, maybe yeah. maybe Diego, like, repairing Alejandra's wounds or something, since they've already yeah. got this weird sexual relationship from the dancing Everybody,
1: scene. Everybody, every single person in that movie has weird sexual tension with every other person in that movie there's like so much intense eye contact mm-hmm. during all the sword fights especially oh, towards man. the end you're like oh my goodness
0: yeah it's it's <laughs> Who very clear going to
1: kiss whom
0: <laughs> it's very clear that 1830s california was just a polyamorous society sexy, where everyone just fucked place. everyone it was great <laughs> there was no there was no war there was no anger except for like you know <laughs> stolen family bequests and things like that um and
1: like for people who think we're exaggerating like <laughs> truly go back and watch this movie. Please. It is just <laughs> a lot.
0: Get get yourself like light some candles, get yourself mm. like a deep red <laughs> bottle of wine and just like yeah. wear your most flowy shirt. And, Get and ready to be it.
1: seduced. Yeah,
0: it is a seducing movie. Um, Like, the one thing I wanted to say, like, I, I agree with most of your points with what you were saying about the plot and, and everything. But so, like, my biggest problem with that whole thing was, you know, obviously, Anthony Hopkins chooses Alejandro because he's got the medallion around also his Also neck. the
1: necklace, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the
0: necklace. But it's been 20 years. Diego has been in prison for 20 years. Yeah. That necklace... Could have gone anywhere. Like, yeah. it could have been... Like, the original boys could have been murdered. Just yeah, been exactly. Up he doesn't anyone. ask
1: a lot of questions. No.
0: So it is purely on the basis... Like you said, it is purely on the basis you're dumb and drunk and just happen to be wearing yeah. this necklace that I gave a boy 20 years ago. Yeah, Like... Yeah, it would have been an actually like, such a great scene of betrayal if like Alejandro reveals at some point that he just killed yeah. a little child to get the the necklace,
1: or he was like, no, I wanted it in a poker game. Like yeah. I don't know what happened to the original.
0: Dude. <laughs> That would be so good. That would be so and good. And in
1: any case then the necklace is like zero significance anyway, mm. so it's fine. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Such
1: a red herring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I the, the overall the movie was fun. There's great explosions, yeah, which was super it's fun. A romp. Yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong with it. Not I'm not unhappy with this one. Yeah. Um what's your what's your golden nugget? I mean,
1: Oh, I love, oh, I love a scene where a character cleans up good and goes to a ball Uh and has to be fancy. (laughs) Love it. I love that trope so much in my soul. This might be the first time that I really grew to love it, but I just love it anytime a character cleans up good, Mm -hmm. goes to a ball, does a sexy dance, and there's intrigue. Wow,
0: is the... Aristocracy uh, aristocracy, just completely blows them away, even though Ugh. they're dirt poor. Love it. I feel it. you.
1: Love it so much. Um, that mm-hmm. That's my golden nugget. Like, if you watch no other scene in this movie, that scene is chef's kiss.
0: It is great. It is brilliant because it's sort of you've got those two. You've got Elena and Alejandro doing this very... Very sexy dance. And then you've got <laughs> Diego up on the balcony and you've got Montero <laughs> up on the balcony and they're both watching this and watching Ugh. each other and watching everything. And it's just, oh, tension, sexual tension, just Ugh. crazy, fun, random vibes. It's insane.
1: I love it. Love it. What's uh, what's your golden nugget?
0: All of the sword fighting, man. Oh, you know what? True. I love a good sword fighting, sword fighting scene. And there are just so many in this film that are just really beautiful. And it's that old school sort of way it's shot where it's not all sort of just a little sort of like hard angles and and, and quick shots so you don't really know what's happening. This is old school sort of um, akin to Princess Bride kind of uh, shots for for sword fighting where you actually get to see what's going on, and I love <laughs> that. I think that is so cool.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's um, it's just such a fun movie. It's super, super fun.
0: Yeah, it just it awakens mm-hmm. the little boy in me who just loves yeah. sword fighting and fighting for honor and and justice and chivalry, even though they just want to kill a yeah, guy.
1: Yeah, fighting mm-hmm. bad guys and capitalism.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that's why our generation is is so anti capitalism. It's movies like this. <laughs> <laughs> And would you recommend it, Simone?
1: Yeah, check it out, guys. It's so fun.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. Do it. Yes, watch this over and over again, because it is just, ah oh, perfect. Perfection.
1: Delightful. Movie. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me for Zorro 1. And now let's go for Zorro 2, The Legend. Ten years
1: later. Is it
0: ten years? Was that the time between these yeah. two films? That's crazy, Tuck. Uh,
1: no, well, it's six years between the two films, but the events of the film take oh. place... 10 years later.
0: Right. Okay. I mean 6 years is still a long time between sequels.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his Vault Girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas,
0: Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades, it's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Okay, ten years later. Okay, we pick up with um oh god, okay, there's like <laughs> there's political stuff. Okay, California wants to join the Union and officially become a US state. Obviously, not everyone's super happy about that. Also, like America's like on the brink of a civil war. Uh so there's a lot of tension. Luckily, for the last ten years, Zaro, played by Antonio Banderas, has been in operation, helping liberate the people, helping keep everyone happy and free. Unfortunately for him, the shine of this lifestyle has kind of worn off on his wife, Elena, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's a little over it she's like i want to travel i want to get out like we can't keep like living our lives trying to save everybody it sucks <laughs> and he never spends time with his son joaquin played by adrian alonso uh so the two of them have a huge huge fight uh he goes off and when he comes back elena has served him divorce papers Ah. oh no so while he's dealing with his divorce he's also uh trying to figure out what's happening a mysterious man jacob mcgivens has rolled into town and he is causing shit for everyone oh he's played by nick chinland uh he's causing shit for everyone he's basically trying to stop this uh union and also just buy up a bunch of land for some reason there's clearly something afoot uh but at the same time alejandro is not taking the divorce very well at all um He is just drinking and feeling generally very sorry for himself. <laughs> that is when he goes to a party as in his capacity as a don, and he finds that Elena is dating a hot new uh, guy from France, who's down from, from Europe, who's down uh, trying to start up some vineyards in California to help increase, I guess, the like like grow the economy of the land. His name is Armand, played by Rufus Sewell, and naturally Alejandro's. Seriously jealous uh so there's like a lot of back and forth there and elena's like come on dude like just stop like leave me alone more and more back and forth lots of shenanigans it, a plot unfolds and it turns out that jacob mcgivens and armand are on the same side uh, and their plan is to basically like they've created nitroglycerin and they want to mm-hmm. use it
0: they're going to support the south
1: Yes, to support the South, because he's also part of, like, a secret society of knights, which is very racist. And it turns out that Elena was actually blackmailed by the Pinkerton detective agency to spy on Armand, because they couldn't get close to him, and that's why she had to divorce Alejandro, and that's why she's had to keep up this whole charade, even though she still loves Alejandro the whole time. Uh, Uh, So, more shenanigans ensue, there's a huge, long fight on a train, basically to close off the character arcs. The two of them Still love each other and kiss really grossly. He <laughs> bonds more with his son, and they save the day. Both of the baddies are dead. California joins the union, and uh, everything's great for America after that. Nothing bad happens.
0: Yeah, no, I think that like that's why they're the best country in the world right now, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they they keep winning <sighs> land similar? wars. They their people are just so unified. It's brilliant. It's it's the best oh, country God. to be in. <laughs> Let's not.
1: Let's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. What is your clip? <gasps>
1: Oh, it has to be this one.
0: Amon went through there. We have to hurry. I know about the Pinkertons. How? It doesn't
1: matter. They told me everything.
0: It's all right, my darling. I forgive you.
1: You forgive me? No, 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 no. I forgive you. You! For what? For everything you put me through.
0: Everything I put you through? I would not be in this mess if you had kept your mask on. Really? Then were you still wearing his necklace? I'm undercover. Besides, these are pearls. You never gave me pearls. But you said you didn't care about things like that. I lied. Every woman loves pearls. Well, now you have them, Princess. When I said that we were never meant to be together, I meant it. Finally, we agree on something. Yes. Oh, most of their loving just happens in barns, doesn't it? It's the hay, it's the <laughs> Surely, horses. It's barns they love. are
1: sexy, sexy places, Chad.
0: I mean... That's, Don't you know. That's where most of my romances take pl- place. It's the aroma of the like- horse... Smell mm. that just really mm. does it.
1: Yeah, there's also so much candlelight in both of these movies. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, it makes sense for like the time and stuff, but there's just like an excessive amount of beautiful <laughs> glowy candlelight.
0: Look, this this and meatloaf are the the main sort of contributors mm. to the candle. It's uh, a big candle. um It's mm. it's what keeps them in business. Uh, and we gotta we gotta be grateful for that, I guess. Yeah, this movie, uh, like. I love this movie as well, but for, like, completely different reasons.
1: Okay. Tell me about it.
0: Mainly, it's the comedy in this that really does it for me. Mm. Um, And I'll circle back to this later. But, yeah, like, the little boy, his comedy in this, he's just so fucking cute. Mm. And the things he does with, like, that whole scene with his teacher and he just, like, whips his teacher in the ass. Fucking beautiful. (laughs) The, The priest as well like a great little it's side so character perfect yeah yeah and it's just like there was a serious lack of horniness in this but it yeah. was made up by the comedy yeah.
1: yeah I mean I guess they they were like well, we can't make this <laughs> that horny it's a family of <laughs> people <laughs> someone came to their senses somewhere and so they were like okay we'll make it funny I guess and Antonio Banderas was like cool <laughs> I just uh, kiss Catherine Zeta Jones so grossly they kiss so grossly I don't know if you noticed in this mm-hmm. movie like they just sort of their their mouths open up really wide they both unhinge like, their jaws yeah. and like lock on each other and, and then, then like
0: yeah swallow each other their... and then just like pulse yeah it's really yeah, it's, it's truly weird
1: horrific like their little wedding scene at the end where they get married again is so cute mm-hmm. and, and then, then, then they, they kiss. kiss and you're like oh my god
0: like all that passion god. that was originally there and that beautiful kissing is just gone. And guys, please go and watch the YouTube video, because Simone and I both at the same time performed the actions of what their lips were doing. So if you want to see exactly that, like our diagram, it's, it's beautiful. Um, unlike the kissing.
1: Also look up the wedding scene oh, on YouTube. It is
0: deeply oh, upsetting. Man. Deeply, deeply upsetting. But yeah, I, oh. I think that goes to it. It's like, there's no passion. Well, there's not no passion, but there's just a very very big lack of passion here. Uh, and it is made up by the comedy. Yeah,
1: it's all about yeah. like family. Yeah. I
0: mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Like uh, <laughs> the look on your face tells me you wish you wish the horniness was back. <laughs> I
1: do, obviously. <laughs> it's so much more fun than like oh, you've got uh, responsibilities and a child and a wife that doesn't want to be mm-hmm. in California all the time while well, you like do your thing and like. Uh, but at the same time, it's like
0: <laughs> you knew who you
1: married. Like,
0: <laughs> right? Thank you.
1: But then at the same time, I just I feel like there's such a lost opportunity because it's like really, really interesting that like you know and uh, Alejandro got his revenge mm-hmm. and now he's like no I'm gonna keep being Zorro like I'm gonna keep being a man of a people and like
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there's no moment where he decides that right he's just like oh, I'm Zorro now um, but this yeah. is like a crusade that was thrust upon him by a man seeking revenge and who didn't much yeah. care like really who he hurt in his quest for revenge, even if he hurt Alejandro. Yeah. So so I just, I I would have liked to see some sort of resentment or some sort of like exploration or realization of like, I actually didn't Mm -hmm. get to choose this for myself. Like Mm, this was something that. that was very much thrust upon me um and like it's cool like i like helping people but like i i don't know
0: <laughs> look i like is i like that's what i want that's a really good point to be fair that just really feels like this movie feels like it could have gone down the direction of like spider-man 2 yeah. where he decides to like not be spider-man anymore <laughs> you know mary jane's really fucked off that spider-man is always spider-maning and then he decides not to spider-man anymore and it feels like this could have gone very yeah. much the same way from from yeah. the plot you're describing I mean, that's not to say that it's not a film that I would have watched because I I still would have enjoyed it. I think it would have given Antonio Banderas a lot more depth as a character rather than, oh, California needs me or do I need California Uh and that kind of thing. But I also would have loved to see, and I think it would have been a completely different movie, but I would have really loved to see uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones being Zorro too. So like they work together as like a Zorro family. Yeah, because because she is such a good fighter as well. And if Alejandro had just been, why don't you join me? Why don't we yeah. do this together? Make it a family thing fucking cool yeah. that would have been badass they would have absolutely destroyed it
1: totally because they also like they do kind of touch on the fact that she's like frustrated right like she's like like
0: she's mm-hmm. the one who has to
1: be responsible because they've got a kid and like actually stay home and look after the kid but you can tell she's like bored like this is why she keeps mm-hmm. being like oh cool we can finally travel we can finally like go somewhere instead of like hanging out yeah, here while things. you like play a vigilante Um, and they mm-hmm. kind of touch on that and I-, I feel like they actually could have touched on it a bit more about like that's why she also decided to go with the Pinkerton detectives because she's like, finally, I can Mm -hmm. fucking do something.
0: (laughs) Bored housewives saving the world every time. (laughs) You know. Yeah, yeah. I loved as well, I, I love the family dynamics in these movies and to be fair it's it's it can be something that's said of uh, Antonio Medeiros throughout his movies is yeah. he's got this really good sense of sort of devotion to his wife and mm. and that kind of thing you know there's in this, you know there's that scene where he's at the poker game with the boys and he's yeah. just like, did you ever think that your wives would actually want to hang out with you and things and, you know, they're not just there to cook and have sex with. And the boys are like, nah. And he's like, fuck this noise. I'm out. I (laughs) want to. You guys suck. Yeah, I'm over this nonsense. Um, And that's so lovely. And, I mean, he does that as well in Spy Kids. And it's it's just really nice that he's got this, like, beautiful family vibe and he's all about sort of his devotion to his wife and and these are like the wholesome lovely movies that we just adore
1: yeah yeah no that's that's a very good point also side note i found out that um carla gugliano who plays obviously the mom in spy kids right she was 28 when she played the mom in spy kids (laughs) no
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) even she was like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. She probably, like, she got the script, like, her agent phoned her and was like, oh, do you want to do spy kids? And she's like, oh, I'm a bit old to be a spy kid, but I'll I'll do it. I yeah, guess, you know, I'll be, like, yeah, a mentor. Sure. And it's was like, no, 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 you're playing the mom. Oh, oh, um
1: interesting okay yeah apparently for years she kept getting typecast weirdly because people didn't know how old she was <laughs> that's,
0: that's such a shame it's oddly funny but that's such a shame yeah. oh bless luckily oh.
1: she's an amazing actress and she's that's done true. really well so yeah
0: exactly and to be fair where well, your husband is Anthony uh, antonio banderas you don't you don't complain.
1: you do not question it <sighs> Although I don't know, I I yeah, now yeah. I think his kissing skills are suspect. He
0: obviously he didn't he didn't kiss well. Someone with age. initiated those horrible. Kisses. Yeah, he didn't he didn't he, he's lost his ability to kiss. He he knew it when he was younger, but now, just a cavernous jaw. <laughs>
1: Imagine imagine you meet a man as handsome as Antonio Banderas. Oh, you finally man. like it's been an evening of seduction. You are ready to roll. You go in for the kiss and he just locks <laughs> his mouth over
0: yours. The, the weirdest form of CPR that you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Tong-
1: down your throat oh
0: my god Ugh. yeah no he's he's trying to do what like the huggers do in alien that's <laughs> that's his vibe of kissing it's... And i
1: don't know maybe catherine zeta jones is the bad kisser and he was just going along <laughs> with it either way yeah it's it's interesting it's it was a choice
0: yeah yeah and we had to watch it we had to sit there and 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 live through that <sighs> very interesting
1: in acting isn't it considered like bad form to like use tongue unless a, like a, a stage yeah kiss? i mean
0: like. You shouldn't use tongue unless it's sort of been agreed between the two of you beforehand. And I yeah. think, yeah, it's, it feels very sort of intrusive. And I think... You know, it's a good thing because, no, that's not a good thing. What I'm about to say is a good thing. It's a good thing, like, there are a lot yeah. of sort of sexual coaches who are now being invited onto movie sets. Oh, right, true. Who work with the actors, who discuss sort of what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with, making sure no one's sort of sexually assaulting each other while doing these scenes and no yeah. one is feeling uncomfortable while doing it. And it's, and it's No one
1: has any tongue in their mouth that they don't want exactly. there. Exactly, <laughs>
0: and I think that's really important, and that's very cool that a sexual mm. consultant is being invited. That's cool. Yeah. We're making progress slowly, but we're making progress. Yeah. The plot for this one really confused me, right? So it's a lot. It is a lot. There are a lot of different things going on, and I think they really buried uh, a really good plot right in the beginning because you know they obviously try to steal um, the ballot boxes to get voted into a, 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 yeah. to join the union, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Sort of, they steal. They no. try to steal the boxes once, and then it's like, oh, we're just going to do this yeah. other plot now for the rest of the time, and then at the end of the movie, yeah. California is now part of the union, and it's like what that was lost. Okay, it's a cool opening, and then it just yeah goes nowhere.
1: And there's like a big thing about nitroglycerin and the importance Mm -hmm. of it, but then it all just kind of explodes at the end in a very convenient spot, and that's sort of the end of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit of a dud. Like the family stuff of it, Mm. the family aspects were really nice, but yeah. yeah.
1: I even like the spying that uh, Elena did on a very handsome rich yes. man. Like that was that was cool. That was some intrigue. It was nice for her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, this was messy. It was messy, messy, messy. Yeah, they
0: tried to do too many things. I guess they they realized they weren't going to get a sequel. And so they were just like, right, we're just going to pour yeah. everything we can into this and just hope for the best. This one. Mm. So what is your golden nugget for this one?
1: Uh, oh, for me, it's definitely, it was cool seeing Elena, like, be able to do more, like, independent stuff, and be her own character, and mm-hmm. not just be, like, the incredibly horny rich man's daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: given, like, a lot more to do, she's, uh, she gets to show off, like, mm-hmm. her grit, and, like, how tough and cool she is, and I thought that was really nice. Yeah,
0: no, I agree with you, I agree with you. It was, it was a much better movie for her. Um, yeah, and that's why I say, again, like, maybe if she had become Zoro as well, like, joined joined yeah. Antonio Banderas and that Something it would have like been that. very cool yeah yeah um I like I said right in the beginning sort of my golden nugget is definitely like the comedy I also think that the relationship yeah. between Antonio Banderas and his son is really cute all the scenes where yeah, sort well of done. you know Zorro that that first scene where Zorro and the kid meet up and he like Antonio Banderas is trying to not let him see his face and he's like only speaking Spanish to him and like really trying to disguise it and yeah it's just it's such a lovely scene and then that realization when the boy realizes that his dad is in fact Zorro is just so cool so cool yeah
1: Yeah. no it's it's really lovely also can I say I just love hearing Antonio Banderas speak Spanish it's so cool it's like oh oh. I mean it's a beautiful language anyway but like from Antonio Banderas Uh it's just like oh my god exactly how are you hotter in Spanish?
0: <laughs> Caliente. He's
1: so hot. I just... <laughs>
0: and now can you imagine him with that makeup that he had from uh, Dr. Dolittle? You'd be broken. <sighs> Why sadness? You loved that. Oh, when he
1: was the pirate. Yes, he was
0: the pirate. You loved his makeup in yes, that. Yes, that, that was sexy. Do you know
1: he's in his 60s now? Stop
0: it. Stop it. He's he's the age that Anthony Hopkins was like, when he started this film.
1: Yeah, and he's still daddy F, frankly. <laughs>
0: No, he is a gorgeous man. He keeps it tight. He keeps it very tight. Yeah. Uh, And would you recommend this?
1: Uh, Not so much. I think Mm -hmm. if you've got two hours to kill and you're really keen to see how it goes and you love a good train fight. Mm -hmm. um, This also reminded me a lot of Wild Wild West.
0: Yes, it definitely had
1: similar vibes. Very similar vibes. Mm. Very similar. Um, And down to the, you know, train Thing, shenanigans uh-huh. Uh-huh. absolutely <laughs> and the nitroglycerin too yeah i guess it takes place at a super similar time so
0: that <laughs> tracks sense.
1: but yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely different vibes but probably if you liked the wild wild west and you liked the first zoro then like this is gonna be mm-hmm. right up your alley
0: yeah i mean i would i guess i would recommend it just for like completeness you know yeah um you don't want to just closure. yeah exactly you don't want to just like find out the origins of Zorro and then just like kind of leave it there. You kind of want one of his stories. Maybe maybe yeah. if this had been sort of made into um different like like a series rather than a movie, yeah. it would have been good. Like do the first one as a movie. Perfect. The Mask of Zorro great. And then do all sequels yeah. as TV shows. I would have I would have been there. Yeah. They're there for that. Netflix yeah. should pick that up with Antonio would... Bander- uh, Banderas. I, I would watch that. He
1: could be like the grizzled old one teaching a new hot young one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who would you who would you get to play it? The new Ugh, hot I I one. couldn't
1: think of, I can't think of like a suitable actor off the top of my head. I'm sure no? there are many many options that I will be like oh I'm an old crone lusting uh-huh. after <laughs>
0: <laughs> someone from <laughs> whoever your they age. cast. Uh huh uh huh. Um, I mean you know who I would pick, and he is definitely old, and he's definitely not right for the part. But it's gotta be John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> it's always John Ham. <laughs> He can do no I, wrong. I,
1: I'm, I'm also not convinced that they're super far apart in age.
0: <laughs> That's what makes it even better. That's what makes it just the best two show two old
1: ever. men training.
0: Yeah, it would be so good. And like they both know that they're eventually gonna need to find another replacement, like pretty fucking soon. Yeah. but they just yeah. don't care. Plus, like uh, John Hamm's jaw is so sort of recognizable oh, he'd look great that he just with like the Zorro mask. Everyone knows that he's Zorro, though, like straight away because yeah. you can't. It's John like, Hamm. <laughs> it's like oh, it's you. Uh, no, it's I'm not Zorro. And it's like, no, but it is, though. Like, I know this. You know, your jaw is Look too at, perfect. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Look <laughs> at your beautiful eyes. Oh, goodness me. Well, I'm glad that we visited California in the 1800s. It was really good fun. And, you know, viva revolution, yeah. down with capitalism. And let's get back to wearing weird little strips of masks, man. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And hats. Wide-brimmed hats.
0: Yes. Love it. Love it. So, Simone, what is your... Uh, gratitude for this week.
1: Oh, my gratitude for this week. I guess, you know what, I'll say like good friends, good mm-hmm. food. Makes the world go round, makes the weekend happy. It's also warming up here. We're going more into springtime now. Oh, lovely. Um, so it's like so like you know, Cape Town in spring is just like Yes, beyond compare. It's, oh, so, it's so beautiful gorgeous. and sunny. There are flowers everywhere. It's truly spectacular. So I'm yeah. just like soaking it all up. I'm enjoying it. I've been going for a lot of runs in the mornings. Oh, gorgeous. And getting those like nice crisp, sunny runs mm-hmm. in. And it's just, it's great. It's been so nice.
0: That's so beautiful. Like a little so bit just, of mist I guess, coming up.
1: The sun and l- Life, I don't know. Yeah,
0: look, hey, these gratitudes are for everything that they could be, yeah. and you know what? I think we should be pretty fucking grateful for the sun because it kind of yeah. it kind of makes us alive, you know.
1: Yeah, the more I think about this gratitude, the more I think I'm just happy?
0: Yeah. Hey, look, Simone, let's not o- huh. let's not let's not analyze it too much. Remember a year ago when we were literally yeah. like showing big signs for help. We were we were acting oh, out yeah. for help. So this is a much better place to be in. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think around this time last year in lockdown was when I realized I could just make deviled eggs for myself all the time.
0: Oh, big girl. <laughs> so I, just, oh. I ate so many deviled eggs. Oh! They're delicious. That is <laughs> Oh, sweetie, no!
1: <laughs> Look, we all went through a lot.
0: That is a lot. Oh, god!
1: At least I never tried to make my own sourdough. Yeah,
0: I, I think that would have been that would have been way too far. I w- we would have needed to call in external yeah. help for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh. Okay, what is your gratitude,
0: Simone? I am finally. After two and a half years Moving out Yes I am so excited Yes I am so so excited Yes
1: I'm so thrilled It's gonna be you. brilliant
0: I mean the whole reason That I stayed with my parents so long Is purely because It was It would have made sense To sort of Buy a house So it was mm-hmm. a, a situation Of just like Saving up money To buy a house Instead of just renting yeah. But because the housing market And capitalism Is so fucking crazy right now It is literally yeah. impossible For me to buy A house by myself So instead I'm gonna rent I'm gonna get get out I'm gonna fly my wings And I'm so happy Because do you remember at the beginning of this year, I said if I am 28 and I still live with my parents, I'm going to kill myself. I will be moving out before I turn 28. So I am fine. I am happy and I will stay (laughs) alive.
1: That was a close call. It's
0: it's squeaky bum time, Simone. (laughs) (laughs) We've got got just over a month. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: boy. Okay, so you'll be in your own apartment and we will be live streaming the two of us watching. What's it? After? Oh, yes. After? After?
0: After Earth. Ever after? Um,
1: I don't know. One of the yeah. after movies is coming out around Chad's birthday. And guys, we will be live streaming. I am so ready for it. So it.
0: after after we fell, after we coll- after we fell, it's after we fell.
1: Okay. Okay. Because we watched after yes. and after and we collided. And now it's
0: after we fell, which I think actually comes out on my birthday, which is just even better. Ugh.
1: It's going to be I'm such a so train smash. I'm it. so excited. It's going to be
0: so good. So, so good.
1: Mm. And you'll just be in your own I apartment. Will. I'm
0: so ready for it. It's going to be beautiful. <sighs>
1: Thrilled for you. Yes. Love this for
0: you. Well, guys, uh, we've decided on doing something a bit new, uh, you know, just a bit of a revamp. So at the end of every month, what we're going to do is we're going to take two movies that were released during the month uh, during the month preceding us. And mm. we're going to talk about them just to see yeah. sort of what if they were a flop, if they're any good. And we're calling that episode the Monthly yeah. Roundup. So for this yeah. month, which is August, uh, we will be doing uh, Protégé. And Free Guy, which should be very exciting. Um, And then if either of us can't download either of those movies, we've got Sweet Girl as the backup. Um, So if you've got time this week, watch those three movies. If you don't, watch the two that we said, Free Guy and Protégé, and leave Sweet Girl out. Because, I mean, I saw it on Netflix and I was just like, oi, oi boy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Weekly round, monthly roundup. It's going to be fun
1: monthly roundup yeah we're just trying to stay current we're trying to stay recent we're not just going to keep watching movies from the 90s and the early 2000s
0: <laughs> yeah that's that seems to be our fallback especially in the horror genre and and you so know easy we're, we're, we're going to try and be better for you guys we want to we want to just yeah. keep it fresh yeah yeah uh well guys thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it you guys are amazing we cannot thank you enough and if you like this podcast please give us a a like give us a a rating give us a follow do us a subscribe do all those things tell your friends the word of mouth is one of the best ways to get the podcast out there and we would really really appreciate it and if you've got any suggestions yes. for movies that we can do, any suggestions for themes, your life tips in terms of relationships, please do let us know. Yeah. And where can they do that, Simone?
1: Uh they can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us so much advice at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. There you have it.
0: And guys, as we say, at the end of every episode. We, we love, love you, you, and
1: there's
0: nothing you can do about it. Bye! <laughs>
1: Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on itunes spotify google play and anywhere else you get your podcasts